Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Crash Test Mummies podcast. Today, I am recording without Karen. She is at Tesco's collecting all the things for, you know, this wonderful virus, and it might take a couple days. But I am here with my really good personal friend, Amanda, who also owns and runs the blog Little Teacher Moments, with the emphasis on mom. So Little Teacher Moments, what I call it, which obviously isn't correct, but that's where I go with it. Um, So she's here today, and she will be talking to us about what we as parents can do during this coronavirus to keep our kids learning, and also how to keep ourselves sane um, and not freaking out that our kids aren't learning enough, because I see all these people on Facebook and Instagram right now just not feeling enough, and that's not the way that we need to be feeling right now. So Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Hey, Lex. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your blog and your Instagram and your job and how you got here. All right. So I have been an early child educator for about 10 years now. Um, through 18-month-olds all the way up to kindergarten, I've taught. And I sort of came up with this blog idea about a year ago just to use as a platform, just to use what I know as a teacher. And I don't know, just... And because she's she's <laughs> literally like the best mom. If you go to her Instagram, at Little Teacher Moments, she posts all the activities she does with Grayson, her son, who is Presley's age. He's two. He'll be three and... June. June. So he's almost three. And she inspires me in a way that very few people can inspire me because she appreciates that. Yeah. She teaches him, but it's all fun stuff. So it never feels like work. And whenever you're at her house, your kids are learning things. And so we're at her house a lot. (laughs) So I just like to keep our activities simple, engaging, and really just using what I have at home. There's no need to recreate the wheel um, and just use what you have. I like to incorporate a bunch of different, you know, learning domains, whether it be fine motor and math, everything kind of into one and just kind of hope for the best. Yeah. So obviously we're here, as I said, to talk about how we as moms and dads can help encourage learning in our kids without the stress of feeling like we have to actually teacher them, especially obviously we're going to focus on the toddler to kindergarten age. She teaches kindergartners, but obviously her son's a toddler. So that's kind of the age group we're going to be focusing on, but I'm sure there'll be some ideas that you can use for older kids as well. So talk to me about, as a teacher yourself, sending home these worksheets, what are you actually expecting from parents and how much pressure should we be putting on ourselves for our kids to come to school being like the smartest kid in the class? (laughs) Well, I really just want the kids to be at home learning, having fun with their parents. Uh, I send home some activities that are really simple and, like like we said, can be catered to any age range. Um, so I've sent home some stuff for reading and phonics, and it's simply just read with your child is really what is most important. Um, if your child is in the writing stage, have them practice writing their name, CVC letters, which are consonant, vowel, consonant, like cat. <laughs> um, I don't know, just writing things in different colors. I mean, it, I can go on and on. Um, for math, you know, it can be as simple as going outside and finding 10 rocks and then sorting them in simple groups. Um, and then we did a little bit of exploration, which I like to focus on STEAM, which is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Um, so it's really just a lot of open-ended, um, you know, 
projects. And I like to focus on those too. I am sitting here looking. She sent home these simple and engaging activities for her kids. And we have Monday through Friday activities, but none of them are sit with your kid and fill out a worksheet, which I think as parents is kind of the fear that we have is that we need to be sitting at a table with our kids, yelling at them, insisting that they fill out these worksheets, telling them to add two plus two when really there are ways to work on these um, skills without it being absolute drama for the kid and for us. Because your kid's in a different situation. You're the teacher instead of their teacher. We all hear from our teachers how good our kids are at school, but they're not that way at home. And we're like, what? So as a parent, I know like Hudson is not going to behave the way he behaves at school, at home as he does at school. And I've I've just come to accept that, which is why I know here – I've been doing a lot of getting them outside. Today we had like the color bath bomb things and we were doing like, yeah, yellow and blue makes Mm -hmm. green. And so they were really just mixing the water all together. And I had out the muffin tins and the spatulas and it ended up becoming play, but they were also like, mommy, look what happens when I mix the blue and the red. It's purple. Or like when I mix the purple and the green. Right. And it became this like really easy learning thing for them that I know they're going to want to do again, but I didn't have to really be there and they were just having fun. And I was sitting in the hammock like, Oh, this is nice. Right. And I think that's the main thing we need to take out of this is that it doesn't have to be stressful. So give me or give us a couple like really easy and fun ways to do like words or reading or spelling. Cause I know you have, the easiest fun is like the most fun things on your Instagram so, that I'm like, Hey, why didn't I think of that? So this week I, um, created for each night, I set up some materials for the next morning and I've been calling them daily learning invitations. And it's really just something simple set up for your child to come downstairs, wake up, see it, not have the TV on and just, you know, get into their work. So this week, I just used some plastic like solo cups that I had, spelled out Grayson's name on it, traced the bottoms on a long piece of paper, and now he's identifying the letters in his name, he's matching the letters, and it's simple. He then, after, used the cups for stacking, I then brought some more like toys with it, and it really just ended up being independent play, which is what we want our kids to do. Yeah. So really just getting these learning moments in first as they, you know... turn into something more. And like you said, you use these solo cups and then throughout the day, they just became other things. Yeah. Like with my kids, I found that it'll start as one thing. And the next thing I know, they're creating like a land of solo cups, you know, right. Hudson's got his dinosaurs out and he's like, look, mom, I created like dinosaur world and this is the volcano, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And it ends up when it's out all day, Mm -hmm. they're going back and they're reinforcing what they're learning. And I hear Grayson all day, G-R-E-Y-S-O-N, like just spelling Mm -hmm. his name out of nowhere. And I didn't have to, you know, ignite that fire. It was already simple and put out for, for him. So what other, what other of these, I want more of these morning things because now I like that idea of coming up with every morning they wake up and there's just something there. Similarly, we've been doing um, like popsicle sticks and every time the kids make a good choice, they get to put a popsicle stick in a jar. And when they get to 10 popsicle sticks, they get to pick something out of the treasure box and our treasure box. um, I just filled it with wrapped tiny little things. Like I bought a thing of frozen characters and wrapped all of them. And we did the, uh, today we 
Hudson got his 10 sticks and he opened up the bath bombs with the colors. And like, you can get a pack of those color bath bombs for like six bucks, you know? Um, but just little things, they're so excited to make right choices. And then i.e., not be an absolute horror all day right. because I'm encouraging them to make the right choices to get the sticks. And then the sticks have also turned into let's decorate sticks. Like let's create this, that, and the other thing with all these sticks that are around the house and I haven't even had to do much right. for that. They it's just kind right of, there. yeah, it's all right there. And they're just kind of doing it on their own, which I think in this stage where we're all stuck in a house together and going crazy, it's, <laughs> it's encouraging our kids to be independent and play independently, but giving them the, the tools to mm -hmm. do so. So what other things? So like I said, I like to use the toys we have at home and maybe you have toys hidden in the closet that you, that you haven't seen in a while. Um, I like to take them out and kind of give them some new life. Um, I actually had those magnet tiles that I brought to kindergarten and my kindergartners love them. But in my head, I was like, hey, these are Grayson's toys. Like, let's bring them home. He hasn't seen them in a while. Um, so I brought them home and I put them into these like little cubes and I had these colored manipulatives, whatever you have, pom-poms. Pom-poms. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be anything, any toy you have, even little people. Um, and he was sorting, he was counting, he was classifying. These are the mommies. These are the daddies. Making patterns. I know Hudson at age four right now is super into his patterns. So we've been doing like with pom-poms and with the little colored bears making patterns yes. and he just goes from there and next thing I know the whole table is full of patterns mm -hmm. you know and he was entertained for 20 minutes right <laughs> so it's a win-win yeah. yeah I love the magnet tiles thing you were doing too because you had like tong kitchen tongs out that, oh, that was last night's with, yeah there were with legos so with pom-poms and just using the holes mm -hmm. under the legos and just using those little fine motor skills I mean I have tweezers I have tongs whatever you have in the kitchen yeah. even if you have uh, someone who's younger, maybe one, put those bigger pom-poms in a whisk yeah. and little, the little fingers can be pulling them out. So, so smart. That, it's just simple. It's so I know. Good. I think that we as parents who aren't teachers, it's way too easy for us to overthink everything and then go on like a buying spree. Like I have to buy paint and crayons and all the things that they have at school when really, our, yeah, our kitchen is like full of right. pots and pans and Save tongs. your egg cartons. Yes. You know, same thing. And like, you don't realize it because you feel like they're not really learning anything, but they are because at this age, and I'm sure you can go into a lot more science than I can, but it's just like the fine motor skills and everything they're doing, they're picking up yes. everything. The they're hands, learning. The hands on right now. I mean, even my kindergartners, I let them play a lot and it's so important because they're learning. They're learning how to take turns. They're learning mm -hmm. how to socialize Social with their skills. friends. Yeah. So it's really important. Um, and when you're able to, incorporate different like you know aspects of learning into that then it's a win-win all, all across the board totally and I know for us in South Carolina we are able to be outside a lot which has been amazing for us because we've been able to take walks and ride our scooters and do water play outside but I know I've gotten a lot of messages from people saying okay that's great I'm glad you can be outside but it's freezing cold and raining here like what are we supposed to do we're literally stuck inside we've been told not to go anywhere <laughs> What, what should we what be doing? And to be honest, I don't have an answer because I rely heavily on being able to look for bugs and getting out the magnifying glass mm -hmm. and the net. And like for Hudson and Presley, like being outside is, it gives them that sort of freedom. How do we give our kids that same feeling of freedom and also learning, but inside without them getting that I'm cooped up and right. I need to get out feeling? Um, 
I would just say sensory bins, sensory bags of any sort. So my little nephew is nine months old and we created a gallon-sized bag with gel, pom-poms, just little knickknacks you can put inside. So there's, you know, for your tiny babies. You can do the same thing for preschool, kindergarten age, put sand inside, paint inside, you know, just make it fun. Now they're practicing letters, numbers, yeah, or color sorting. Yeah, color just sorting. identifying, you know, different objects. You can play I Spy, you know, I spy a purple pom-pom in there. So I like that. I yeah. Spy. And even for water play, you and I were talking before the podcast about just putting them in the bath. Put them in the bath. Who so doesn't easy. like a warm I bath? Know. There are lots of bath time finger paints that you can use. Target has them for a dollar yes, right now. In the, do- that, in the yes. dollar section, I bought like 20. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even just a washable marker mm. is simple. Even so. a crayon. You know, it's going to come off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm sure you have foam letters or magnet letters that you can put in the bathtub too. And yeah. just really. And I found that my kids, like when it was, it would rain for like two weeks straight here. And I thought I was going to go crazy. But I had them in the bath for at least an hour a day. And that was the time that I found they were the most independent. I I threw in like their toy food, Mm -hmm. again, with the kitchen stuff that they can just, the kitchen measuring cups and the pouring. And they just get so into that because for them, I think they watch us and it just is like Mm -hmm. special for them to be able to then make their own stuff as well with, especially like with the play food. And again, it doesn't have to be learning per se in the, the sense that as an adult, we think learning is. And I, I know that your class is way more hands-on because one of my issues with like traditional school, especially kindergarten, because they're so young, is that teachers are putting them at a desk and giving them so much work and not letting them learn through playing. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for us as parents to then associate learning with sitting at a desk and doing it when really at that age, all they should be doing is exploring their world, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely, yeah. Or am I totally wrong? (laughs) No, you are 100% right. Um, You know, and I have other teachers walk in, they're like, why are they playing again? I'm like, they're learning. Mm. You know, whether I have centers going on or I'm working with small groups, they're learning. And that's, we just learn through play, so. And you said centers, which kind of takes us to the next point we have, which is routines. I see on Facebook all of these posts like, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. breakfast, 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. outdoor play, 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. lunch or p.m. lunch, 1 p.m. to 2. What's right. your? I know that kids are in a routine at school, and I'm sure routine is good. But as parents, like, what kind of routine should we be following? Is it beneficial for our kids to have a really strict routine right now? You know, what? What? Give me your advice on routines for parents right now. I would just keep a simple routine and keep it the same throughout the week. That way, you know, your kids wake up, they have their breakfast. Hey, maybe we're going to do our math first just to get it out of the way. So whatever you set for you and your family, try and stick to it. I mean, granted, our kindergarten schedule does not go, you know, as planned every day and you kind of just roll with the punches. So maybe the day, you know, it's gorgeous outside and you don't want to do math. That's fine. Go outside. Go collect your, leaves. Yeah, yeah. Do your math outside. Go, yeah, go collect leaves or, you know, bring it inside and start tracing tracing them or, you know, do leaf rubbings. Really just keeping what you have for them planned. You know, it doesn't always go how you want it. Mm. And that's okay. And I think that's most important too is to realize that it's okay. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like for me, I know you're a teacher, so you have your days like planned and what you're going to do, but I am not a planner type. I'm more like I wake up in the morning and I just hope that everything 
goes that everything comes together. <laughs> but like I do, we do stick to like a routine ish. But as far as me having ideas for what I'm gonna do, I literally just wing it, and that's okay. And I kind of just take it on how I have to gauge my kids. Yeah. You've met Hudson, and you've met Presley, and you, I kind of just have to gauge it with Let's them. See but how the day goes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I should have a stricter routine, but at the same time, sometimes it's such a nice day that I'm like, yes, just stay outside all day. Or like, you're so engaged in this activity right now that I'm not going to like make, start making lunch and be like, all right guys, it's lunchtime. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So another thing we talked about earlier was the fact that, you know, I mean, it's literally called self-quarantining and isolating. Like these words of isolation and quarantine, those are scary words when you have little kids. Um, Especially especially when your kids are in school and they're used to being around other kids and they're used to playing with other kids and they're used to that stimulation that comes with being in school. Like when Hudson was in school, he would come home exhausted. It wouldn't matter. Like I don't even know what he was doing, but it was just the, his brain was so stimulated that he was so tired. And I think that now that the kids are at school, it's easy to fall into this, well, you know – this is a vacation. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do anything. They're going to be fine. How do we keep our kids stimulated without other kids like being present? Even if it's just Hudson and Presley, they don't stimulate the way each other right. the way that right. Hudson gets stimulated in a whole classroom of mm-hmm. kids. And I'm sure you understand that. Yeah. I mean, I've had some parents reach out to me about, you know, what is my, who's my kid going to play with? Like, how are we going to socialize? And I'm like, they're telling us not to. So like <laughs> play dates are off limit right now. Um, I mean, with technology, um, there's FaceTime, there's Zoom. I've had a couple parents reach out to me and just be like, so-and-so misses you. Can we FaceTime you? Like, just to see your face. Mm-hmm. So I think that will have a great, you know, impact on children, too. Like, hey, I miss, you know, I miss this friend. Can mm-hmm. we call them? So really just reaching out to the people that, you know, mean a lot to these kids, I think would be really important during this time so jumping on facetime and skype with their friends and letting them that would probably entertain them for like an hour i i zoomed with five of my kids the other night they were all showing me their pet cats like showing me what was in their garden Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i'm just sitting there laughing because i'm like this is so simple and Mm -hmm. that's all that they wanted was to see me and see their friends right And so like even if you could create like a Facebook group with the moms in your class and then do once a week or once a day, like a, not a class style, but meeting with one of the parents or one of the teachers and letting the kids, like you just said, show each, do a show and Mm -hmm. tell and each kid have something special that they want to show their friends. Cause I know like for Hudson show and tell was always his favorite day of the week, but them being able to see each other in a totally different different setting is exciting in its own way. And I know for Hudson, like, when he talks to his friends on the phone and stuff, he's just as excited and like, yeah, <laughs> as I imagine that he is at school. Right. So I think, yeah, that's a really good idea. Just getting, and I know you said that your class does have a Facebook. And so if you haven't, if your teachers haven't created a Facebook, maybe it's a good idea to create sure. like that community so that the school feeling, you know, again, like with the school drop-offs, like as parents, even we get into this routine, mm-hmm. like it's important for us to stay sane too and maybe creating a Facebook group with other parents and saying, this is what we did today. What did you do? You know, bouncing ideas off each other. Again, meeting up with one different parent a day or a different parent a week could be a great way yeah, absolutely. To, I mean, obviously not meeting up in real life, right. <laughs> but meeting up via Skype or something would be a really good way to keep everybody a little bit more sane and maybe give you some time to 
chill while the kids are going yeah. crazy on Skype. Skype or Zoom or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. For me, everyone knows I was like working with my kids at home anyway because I can't drive right now. So for me, it's not that different. But I know for some parents, their whole life is being turned upside, turned upside down. down. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why I wasn't – I didn't choose to be a teacher. And that's because I – it's not my specialty. But what I've learned in having to become a teacher for my kids is that it's, it doesn't, it's not all, it, it's more fun to enjoy being with them. Like today we went on a walk in the Hudson found um, like a gecko and we picked it up and then he came home and he found the gecko in one of his animal books and we read about the gecko and then he drew the gecko and you know, that took up between the walk and finding the gecko, playing with the gecko. He like was looking at the gecko. We took pictures of the gecko oh so he could see yeah. it when he got home and, and then find it in his animal book. I mean, of course, every kid's different, but he still learned so much about a gecko, you know, and for him, that's something that he's really passionate about. And so maybe what we can take out of this is that instead of just doing, okay, let's read, let's do our letter, let's do our math, which is important, of course. But we can take this time to focus on like what our kids are really passionate about mm-hmm. as well, which they don't get to focus on in school because there's 20 kids in a class versus just you getting able to find out like what your kid's all about and what they love and then being able to stimulate them in a way that really works for them. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was I was going to say, <laughs> just one, don't stress about it. And two, I mean, that's a great point, you know, taking your child's interests and just going with it. I mean, you have now hit, you went on a nature walk, you have collected items, he is drawing. I mean, he, that's amazing. And you didn't even, he didn't even know he was learning. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's most important is to realize that even when you're with your kids going for a walk or even just, you know, drawing something simply with them on, you know, on a piece of paper, they're learning. They're watching you write. They're, they're learning how you're interacting. And just by overall just staying calm through all of this, I think is really just most important too. If that means wine, then keep a sippy cup of wine with you all day. Amanda and I are both like the exact same amount pregnant right now, so we won't be doing that. But for those of you who can, like wine and snacks, do it. Yeah. Also, that's another question I had, which you might not have an answer for. Totally random, not on the script. But I, my kids don't like... And I know I've seen this on Facebook too. These kids who are like starving now at their home and they're bored. So all they want to do is snack. Do you have a solution for, you know, cutting the snacking habit on kids who, you know, at school, they don't get to eat all day. Right. They have snack time. They have right. lunch. They have but a they're at yeah. home now. The snacks are there and like they want to eat everything. For my kids, I'm I, I'm kind of mean. And I'm like, you okay, you want a snack? Apple or banana? And they kind of know that that's what they get. Yeah. But it's still annoying. I'm like, I got to ration this food, dude. (laughs) So I don't know. Okay. So I saw this on Facebook, so I'm not going to take full on credit for this idea. Those small little plastic containers in the morning, fill it up with whatever snacks that they're allowed for the day, an orange, a cheese stick, you know, whatever it may be. And be like, if you want to eat all your snacks now, that's okay. But then you won't have any later. So it really gives them the responsibility of, Hey, these are all my snacks for today. Maybe I'm not that hungry. And then they can go on doing their daily yeah. activities. And that's also a good way. Like you said, we're teaching responsibility. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have an allotment. And they're they like, need... oh, I only have four left. Like, and I only, only... Have a, I only have a cutie left. Man, I already ate all the It's only stuff. 9 a.m. <laughs> and then actually like sticking to that and then mm-hmm. not letting them wear you down. Because I feel like this could be a week. It could be two weeks. It could be two months. It could be all summer. This is We don't yeah. know like where this is going to go. So for the, you know, I think another really important question is if this does go over three months and we are, we end up having the kids at home until summer, 
how can we guarantee that they are learning enough? You know, should, how much time a day really should we be putting into actual, maybe not worksheets again, but let's do letters and let's do, and what are the best ways to do that? I just read it somewhere and I wish I can give you the actual details, but it said something along the lines of, you know, preschoolers to first grade should have anywhere from two to three hours of learning time per day. And I'm just, you know, roughly eyeballing that right now. Because when you think about like a kindergartner's day at school, they're not sitting learning all day. They Mm -hmm. have specials, they have lunch, Lunch. they have recess. So really the instructional time should really be limited. And when you are doing your learning, make sure it is, you know, you're focused on it. And again, (laughs) I think, and again, like what, like you said, it's still by counting the, by counting those sticks and by putting the letters together. And even if you made all the letters on the cups and had them spell, you spelled out different words mm-hmm. together, you know, there's, but that's still fun. And it's still educational, right. but. I try, right. I try with like my daily learning activities to cater it to Grayson's age because I'm focusing on him right now, but I often give, you know, hey, if this is too easy for your kid, you know, you can do this. Or if this is too hard for your kid, you know, you can do this. So being able to, you know, adjust each activity to your child's needs and abilities, I think is really just the route to go. And what do you think about the pre-K kindergarten books? Is there a way to do them while still being fun? Because what I found with them is that Hudson gets really frustrated doing them like he doesn't want to just trace letters or the letters are too small and then when we're doing that like he really does want me to be there the whole time and he gets like frustrated yeah he gets angry and I know like I know he'll sit there at school and he'll do his letters and he'll color coloring sheet but when I'm at home with him that's not what he wants to do I almost have to do like all learning with play like play-doh getting out the play-doh and saying okay let's do the letters with play-doh or like let's make the pom-poms into a k Yeah, I would say use those preschool, kindergarten, you know, workbook sheets as your guide. Don't have your child be filling in, coloring them, you know, a hundred times because, hey, I just did K yesterday. Tomorrow we're going to do L, L, you know. I would definitely, like you said, too, you know, turn K. What can we do with K? Kangaroo, you Mm -hmm. know, learn learn about an animal with it and And definitely keep it hands on. Instead of just doing like, because it cuts in. When we first started, I got the preschool book and it was like, let's just do the whole book, like A, B, C, D, E, just, and he would just get, he, I mean, he just went through the book. Right. But I was like, I don't feel like you actually learned anything. I think you were, yeah, you were, you were just like doing the book. And what I found is that actually he does seem to learn more when, okay, we're going to do A today, or we're going to count one to 10 today. Mm -hmm. And how many ways can we count one to 10? And without it becoming like routine right and without it being boring and also while like we said in the beginning encouraging them to do this on their own because as a parent I don't want my job to be teaching my kid I I still want to have my life or else I'm gonna go crazy I know that a lot of parents are feeling that because this is my last question for you okay (laughs) screen time I mean I know there are gonna be a lot of parents who are gonna be turning very significantly to you know, hours and hours and hours of TV because they have their own stuff to do. Like how, how do you limit it? I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying screen time's bad, right? It's okay to put your kid in the t- in front of the TV. Like I have put my kids in front of the TV so I can get things done. Like every parent is guilty of that, but 
this at this time, especially because we don't know how long it's going to be, mm-hmm. how do we not let it become something that we lean very heavily on so that we can get work done and so that the kids can be entertained so that everyone stays sane? I mean, there's got to be a way to, en- I don't want to say enjoy our kids. Like we but all enjoy our kids, it. but there, yeah, yeah, there has to be a balance. Um, well, we do like those 40 minute YouTube videos that have, you know, those simple songs. So they're whatever, Hickory Diggory Dock, those classic songs. Grayson loves those and I hear him singing them all day. So if it's 45 minutes, you know what? I'm folding laundry during that time. I am going to get stuff done. But there are tons of other resources out there that are giving like free subscriptions right now. Um, I have a list of some that we can post later. Yeah, we will put, I'll put Um, them into the. Um, like the caption and so you can have access to them but there are tons out there for all ages um i love the website books b-o-o-k-s and they're animated books and my kindergartners love them i'm not sure if they're giving out a free subscription but i mean if you can i think it's like five dollars for the year it is so worth it they have those slumberkin stories on there too and i know you love them yeah you got i've talked about the slumberkins before it's like the meditation books they have them on there they help encourage your encourages your kids to like themselves more and calm down and take things on better yeah and there's even youtube videos for kids yoga I mean, Mm -hmm. that are themed, whether it's Frozen or dinosaurs. So there's plenty of resources out there. That That isn't just putting your kids in front of the TV. Right. Right. It's keeping them active. And, you know, I'd rather them be reading a story while watching the screen or listening to a song. It's like I read this meme and it was like, if you feel bad for putting your kids in front of the TV, just turn the captions on. Now they're reading. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, actually, that's not that bad of an idea. There you go. My kids can't read that well. But no, I like that. And I was also going to say... Um, podcasts. I know I keep coming back to podcasts on here and talking about the kids' podcasts, but Hudson loves kid podcasts. And he will sit at the dining room table and just do kid podcasts like all day. Just listen to them because he's learning. Mm-hmm. Like he likes the animal one. Surprise! But he likes listening to the animal <laughs> podcasts and he just listens and listens and listens and he, he might sit and color or like sort pom-poms or, you know, do whatever. But it's really the podcast that he's into. And then I feel good because guess what? Now he can tell me that a vulture's stomach acid is why it can eat dead animals and not oh. get sick. I know. Surprise. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's definitely learning. And again, it goes back to like, what are your kids passionate about? Take the time one night to find resources that really tailor to your kids' passions, I guess. Yeah, and like, absolutely. And they're out there. Yeah, they are totally out there. Yeah. Again, I'm going to put some links in here that you can go crazy with tonight. And yeah. And if you have any questions about turning an activity, you know, into something that your child can do, like absolutely reach out to Lexi and we'll get in touch. And no, just go happy. to her Instagram. <laughs> you can go to my Instagram at little teacher moments. I'm also on Facebook. So you can like and follow along there too. Um, I'd be happy to answer any questions, um, teacher related, mom related. Yeah. So I'm sure that there are going to be so many, like I see them all on Facebook. Seriously. If you have questions, reach out to me or reach out to her and we can at least point you in a direction somehow, whether that's a learning resource or just an idea, seriously, go follow her on Instagram. She posts every single day with the activities that she's doing with Grayson. And they're always fantastic and always with things that you're going to have at your house. So you don't have to worry about that's what kills me is I'm following some of these activity things. And I really struggle because I don't have all the things that they're using. And I'm like, how do I do that? And now I can't even leave the house to go buy them, Mm -hmm. you know, and Amazon saying, don't buy stuff that isn't necessary. So I'm like, 
you have what you have. And that's why I like your page so much because you literally are only using stuff that everyone has at the house. You know, rice, like you said, the little foam letters, Play-Doh. You can even make your own Play-Doh. Like I made my own Play-Doh last week. It was so easy. It's so simple. And then you can do so much with that. Like she actually makes these little imagination kits, which again, he well, they'll keep your kids busy for like an hour and you just have the Play-Doh and then a bunch of toys and the kids can build. Mm-hmm. They can run their trucks through the toys. They can mix the Play-Doh and the pom-poms, you know? And it's something simple that you can do at home. Yeah. I mean, like Hudson loves animals. I'm sure you have hundreds Animal of animals toys. laying around, you <laughs> yes. know? He can turn it into a rainforest. Absolutely. And- <laughs> yeah. And then just like, again, like we talked about before we started the show, which was like, when you're playing, when they're playing with Play-Doh, it looks like they're just playing with Play-Doh, but they're working on their, um, what is their it? Their fine, fine motor, motor, their grasp, everything. Yeah. I mean, it's so important for those little fingers. And I was just posting the other day about, even for kindergartners, you know, I have some of my kids that aren't holding the pencil correctly and they're, they're six. So it's mm-hmm. so important, even for early elementary kids. So even like, I remember when Hudson first started school, they sent him scissors and they're like, they don't have to cut anything, but just have them like practice holding the scissors and just cutting paper and Hudson thought it was a treat to sit and cut paper and like you said again earlier even just like helping getting them helping to chop vegetables in the kitchen like there are like the little kid slicers and the butter knives like Hudson Mm -hmm. we use plastic knives all the time Hudson started helping me cook dinner by using a butter knife and you know we have a podcast or frozen music going on in the background and it's peaceful and I'm still getting done what I need to do. It's so easy to feel like our kids always need to be doing things and really just getting them involved in like folding the laundry, making piles of daddy's clothes, mommy's mm-hmm. clothes, Hudson's clothes, Presley's clothes. Like have them sort their socks exactly. and find the matches. Like just simple. Here, you we're, we're yeah. doing laundry. Here's your socks, bud. Like stop putting so much pressure on yourself as a mom and as a teacher and as someone who's stressed out about everything that's happening in the world right now to be perfect. Because again, no one's perfect and we all have to get through this and you just have to find a way to do that that makes the most sense for you. If you have to do the laundry every day, again, get your kids involved in the laundry. My kids love washing the dishes. Get them a set of sponges, put the dishes in a little bowl on the ground and have them wash the dishes. You know, then they get to play with the bubbles. They get to wash, you know, all these little things. It's like Montessori, but... Right. It's also, but they're it's life, learning. They're life skills, yes. too, that they're learning. Because let's be not, honest, you know. like, the one thing I wish I had learned more in school was how to do my taxes, how to stitch up a sock. <laughs> like, they didn't teach me this, and now I ha- my mom has to fix right. all my crap because Gosh. I can't do it myself. Well, good thing she's here. Yeah, she is here. <laughs> so, that yeah, I, I just don't, like, there's too much pressure on parents. And as a teacher, I'm sure you're having parents messaging you all day, like, what should I be doing? Like, this is very stressful. I'm like, I really want my kid to be successful. And it's so easy to get caught up on this idea that if you're not doing everything the right way, that your kid's not going to be successful. But yeah, tell as, me that's not the truth. It, <laughs> as long as you keep it simple and hands-on, I mean, your kids are going to be learning. And if you're calm, they're calm. And just creating that environment, you know, for them is, is super important. Yeah. And like she said, even it's just reading with them, sitting with them, playing with them. You can stimulate them in ways that doesn't suck for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Again, yeah. just this like high amount of pressure to be like the perfect Instagram mom with the learning stuff when really just give them a pot and a pan and a scrubber brush. <laughs> yeah. You know, like put, I saw this mom who just drew, she put tape up on her fence 
and made with like a the, mosaic. With the chalk? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like 20 different people have tagged me in that. I'm it's like, fantastic. Oh, so simple. But so we're, easy. We're doing it. Like, I know. We're doing it this weekend. I know. Like we have a place in the back and I just like put water down the place and these were sliding yeah. down the water thing. Give and, them like, a cup with a paintbrush and have them paint the fence with water. I yeah. mean, now they yeah. can write their And they can their practice names. their letters. Yeah. I mean, Hudson, Ugh. we have one of our walls in our playroom is a, is a chalkboard. And because it's chalk and not like a, he doesn't, it's not like the pressure to hold the pencil the right way and right. write the exact, you know, on the tracing on the lines. He loves just sitting up here and writing his letters and just good. Practice again, yeah. Too. And you're going to find out so many things about your kids that you didn't know because you're not in school with them all day. Right. And you'll really like be able to see their strengths too and yeah. their weaknesses. And that's what I was kind of excited about, like mm-hmm. sending home these packets for these parents really to see what their child's strengths are and weaknesses are. Because granted, you know, I have parent teacher conferences often, but you can't go over everything. Right. Mm. So that now parents can really see, oh, maybe, you know, my kid can't count past 12. Well, Maybe that's something we need to focus on too. Yeah. So, and last but not least, for the parents out there who don't want to stress out their teachers, but also are wondering, like for me, I wouldn't feel bad messaging the teacher and being like, "What should I work on with Hudson?" Would you be upset if a parent messaged you and was like, "What kind of thing should I be really focusing on with Jimmy today?" Not at all. I think it would actually, you know, be a good thing. I mean, thankfully, what I've sent home for these parents have been hands on, and I think that they can handle. So I haven't had a lot of crazy emails yet, but you know, I know my kids and I would be able to say, you know, Hey, so-and-so does need to work on 12, 13 and 14, you know, you know, we're writing the three and then the one, Oh no, you know, we have to write the one and then the three. So really just being able to, um, you know, just know your kids. And I think that's, and yeah, so don't, don't feel bad reaching out to the kid's teacher and just no. asking what kind of things you should be focusing on at home, because maybe this is a great time to focus on those things that they're not getting the one-on-one attention. Cause I know as a teacher, you can't put all your energy into that one kid who's struggling with the letter A when you're on the letter A. Right. Like it's our job as parents to kind of take that home and then help them on the side. But mm-hmm. it's also easy as parents to accept, expect the teachers to do it and kind of get lax in that area. But Now you guys are equipped with some great ways to not go crazy in the next couple weeks or months or whatever this ends up being. I hope that you come out of this feeling like you're ready to conquer the world or at least ready to conquer tomorrow. And then from there. Let's just hope for tomorrow. And then from there, you know, take, take what we've given you, prioritize the things that you liked and then put aside the things that you didn't like. Go check out her Instagram at Little Teacher Moments. That's with an S at the end. She really does have some incredible ideas. Check out my stories at Raised Kind. I've been sharing every day the things that I've been doing with my kids at home. Again, really basic, really simple, but also they're learning. And I think that's important. So yeah, that's if you had one piece of advice for all these parents out there, what would it be? Keep it simple. I don't know. Just don't stress. I can't. Don't stress. Just, just it, don't stress and keep I keep it saying simple. to parents, yeah, like your kids are going to feel it if you're stressing. Yeah. So try, of course you're going to stress. And just turn it, make it, make it your own. This is your chance to shine as a parent and, you know, teach them, you know, so. Yeah. Have fun. You might find your inner teachers in there. I haven't found mine yet, but I'm working on it. I'm lucky that I have Amanda here <laughs> who I'm, can just help me throughout the day, you but go. you know. <laughs> All right, guys. We are going to go ahead and end it here. Like we said, if you have any questions for us, you can shoot us a message at the Crash Test Mummies. You can shoot me a message at Raised Kind, or you can email Amanda or message her 
on her Instagram at little teacher moments or on Facebook again at little teacher moments. And she will be happy to send you her best ideas. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Follow us, like us, and we will see you on Tuesday. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. I've been trying to get her on here for ages, but this seemed like the right time. Yeah, I think (laughs) so too. I'm glad that it ended up being this way. All right. Bye guys. Bye (laughs) y'all.